Hi guys, the following episode of Chisky Pop contains mature language and sexual content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, this is Danny Pudi, and you're listening to Chisky Pop. This is Papu. And this is Sweetie. And you're listening to Chisky Pop, your bi-weekly dose of all things sexy, desi, funny, and filmy. Coming up on episode 62, the interview that you all have been waiting for. We have our two-on-one talk with actor and comedian Danny Puddy. He is known to most of y'all as Abed in the hit series Community. We talk to him about his latest movie that's coming out, Baby Splitters. And there's a rambling talk on mangoes and the possibility of a film version of the cult favorite show Community. So tune in. guys hey everyone welcome to another episode of chisky pop we are not going to waste any time papu i think it's uh, best that we just jump right in right just jump right into the meat and potatoes of this episode highly anticipated yes the very highly anticipated interview with actor and comedian danny puddy i'm so excited to finally have him on papu it was such a fun interview and i did my best not to freak out but i was definitely very nervous i just i can't help it every time i talk to celebrities i just get super nervous it is i just i can't help myself yeah I know. I mean, I, for one, have been so nervous about this because I think there's this whole process of getting someone like it's not like, hey, messaging directly, messaging them. Hey, do uh, do you know, are you free? Because you have to go through their agent and obviously their time is important. So you don't want to waste their time. You don't want to you hold yourself to really high standards. And uh, so that just makes you nervous. So And obviously someone who is so accomplished, right? I think it was when uh, he was talking to me directly that I completely like spaced out my mind went blank. And I was just like, it was like somebody broke the fourth wall and was talking to me. And I was like, oh my God, he was on TV and, and now he's speaking to me. What is going on? Like, I just felt so like confused and overwhelmed and excited at the same time oh yes see i i did not have that (laughs) so guys just to give you a little bit of background um the way we we are set up me and sweetie are set up we don't have um the best of uh, you know the tools to make sure all of us are on skype because I cannot access Skype. and uh, Because for some reason that we do not know of, Skype is banned in the Middle East. So that's that. So uh, a little bit of our setup is very Jugard type. Meaning like a makeshift workaround way of doing it. But I would personally use the word innovative in this case. <laughs> it's very Jugard. So uh, um, apologies in the beginning. I could not connect to Sweetie. So uh, Sweetie is there and she's making sure like the first initial few minutes she had to bear like 
she had to just go through on her own just yeah yeah that was uh, that was super fun i was having a blast doing that not really <laughs> but anyway whatever guys we made it work um and now before we jump into the interview i want to give our listeners a quick refresher Danny Puri is an American actor and comedian who is best known for his role as Abid Nadir on the NBC Yahoo comedy series Community, as well as the lead in the film The Tiger Hunter. And he's also currently the voice of Huey from the Disney reboot of DuckTales. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> and Danny has also just landed the lead role in the upcoming film Baby Splitters, which is written and directed by Sam Friedlander and is currently in its pre-production phase. So, Papuri, are we ready to dive into our interview with the actor and comedian Danny Puri. Yes, let's go. to jump into our interview with actor and comedian Danny Puri. Danny, welcome to Chuski Pop. We are so excited to have you here on the show. Our listener base is so excited to have you. Um we are huge fans of you and your work. Just really thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm glad the three of us in in different rooms were able to connect. <laughs> I know, right? Um so before we jump into the interview questions with you I just want to let you know that Papu and I are a little bit nervous right now so please bear with us as we get through these questions we're just fangirling really hard right now and we're trying to do our best to contain ourselves Oh this is good I'm equally nervous cuz I'm nervous talking to anybody so this is great <laughs> Okay phew <laughs> perfect all right Papu why don't you go ahead and ask the first question Right so What was your journey like to become an actor? Can you tell us a little about how it went? So, um I think uh I came around to acting after being exposed to theater, stage performance, emotional trauma <laughs> and um an immigrant family that um fought in some ways uh towards stability and security. and so I, it it took some time but i think i was very fortunate that i was exposed to theater and the arts from a very early age my mom put me in um a um a folk uh dance group when i was a child is a polish folk dance group called the soe ludek oh nice uh, and i grew up mixed race so i'm half indian and i'm half polish so my dad is from uh southern india he's from andhra pradesh and my mom is from poland So they they met in America in Chicago and I think because of that I was always interested in storytelling because I always had crazy stories growing up. It was very colorful. And and then my mom putting me on stage as a kid, I didn't really enjoy it because I was forced to do it every Saturday while my friends were watching cartoons or playing baseball. I was doing traditional dances. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, so it was um but it was something that I really grew to love over time. I realized that it was It was fun practicing. I loved starting a process, not knowing what I was doing. I loved getting dressed up in costumes, 
And I love being able to put on a show at the end of, you know, a six to eight week rehearsal run where all your friends and family could come and then afterwards you can go out for pizza. So that was the, um, that's kind of where it started in college. I actually started doing theater. I started doing musical theater in college, but I didn't go there for theater. I went uh, to pursue a degree and, um, I did some musical theater. I did a show called Godspell. I did another show called Into the Woods. Uh, and I started to really enjoy theater. And I also won a scholarship there, a comedy scholarship nice. in college, wow. which um, was in honor of Christopher Farley, who uh, is you know a huge inspiration to me. And okay. that led me to take it a little bit more seriously. After college, then I decided to go study at Second City in Chicago, a very famous comedy school and institution. And I really started to take it seriously. I didn't take comedy seriously until after college. Nice. Okay. So what has been your greatest accomplishment as an actor so far? Greatest accomplishment as an actor? There are different ways of looking at it, right? I think there's ways of looking at it in terms of like my family seeing me acting and realizing like, oh, he's serious about this. And actually this this could be something legit. Maybe we should stop ask him if he wants to go to med school. And then there's, <laughs> mm-hmm. there is the outside world. Um, so, and then there's myself. So I think in terms of my family, um, I had been working on a few projects in, um, in Chicago. And then when I first moved to Los Angeles, a couple of commercials, and then I think I did an episode of ER and then I did another episode of uh, a few episodes of a TV show called Gilmore oh, Girls. Nice. I love that show. And I think once I started to do this show called Gilmore, Gilmore Girls in particular, it was like four to five episodes. It was the first time where I was like consistently working and on screen more than once. And as a character, um, I played a student at Yale. So I think for my family, that was huge because it was a chance for them to, to see me at Yale. <laughs> Uh, but also I think it proved to them that this is something beyond just a one time thing Um, for the outside world. And for myself, the big one was community when I was on community. And I think getting that role, I think that helped really give me confidence, but also showed, I think a lot of people that I knew, um, it gave me confidence to quit my day job. Uh, it, it, it did a lot of things, Um, a chance to work something that I thought was creatively very inventive and with people that I loved. So um, that was super exciting. And then I think in different ways now, I'm, I'm finding new ways to, to, I guess, to challenge myself and grow. And, um, you know, like Tiger Hunter to me was actually a, a, another way where I felt like that was really exciting for me personally, because my dad being from India and also never having never had a lead role in a film that was a challenge in its own way. And so that to me was a huge, huge step and exciting for me, for me personally. That's right. You were the lead role in the 2016 film, The Tiger Hunter. Can you tell us a little bit more about your personal connection to the movie and what your experience was like uh, filming it as well? Did you get a chance to go visit India? I did. Yeah, I did. I, you know, I was in, we shot one week in Mumbai and that was incredible. Super exciting. Um, it was, uh, just really fun. Karen David is so great. So it was her and I that week and then Lena Khan was the director and Mega Kadakia produced it. So us four and our DP Patrice Cochet, we had a really great week. It was very small crew and we, we just had so much fun. And for me, 
being the first time in India for me, it just felt just so wonderful, you know, just to be, to be, you know, where my family's from, but also just on it, like simple things like walking down a street and realizing that no one's looking at me because everyone looks like me. (laughs) Yeah, that is a nice feeling. The first time I've ever had that feeling. And it was just very, I don't know, it just felt good, you know? So um, the story itself of the tiger hunter is in many ways parallels my dad's journey to America from India to Chicago. And so it felt personally to me, personal to me too, because I just felt like I was telling the story of many immigrants who came to America from India and South A- the South Asian con- subcontinent. Right. So uh, this brings me to the question, um, as a second generation South Asian American growing up as a brown kid, were you able to relate to any South Asian characters in popular culture at that time? It's a good question. Um, for the most part, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was tricky, you know. I think we've come a long way, but I think growing up, I always felt like I mm-hmm. had one foot in Chicago, one foot in Poland, and then a mysterious third foot in India. And, um, you know, and it's, there was, there weren't many characters that I could really relate to, you know, the traditional ones were, were, you know, stereotypical in some ways, like Apu from the Simpsons or great tiger from Mike Tyson's punch out or Indiana Jones in the temple of doom, that movie. So it was hard. There weren't a lot of people that I felt like that looked like me. Mm-hmm. I ended up re- finding myself drawn towards music a lot and artists, um, you know, and South Asian artists like, you know, MIA Ooh. or, um, you know, things like that. Or or even like artists like Prince was a big inspiration to me. And, you know, I remember I rem- like I just remember feeling like when I was first starting to act and a teacher asked me who would I like to emulate. And I was really stumped because I didn't know. I really didn't know. I was like, there was a lot of actors whose work I really enjoyed and who inspired me greatly. Um, but most of my inspirations were were music, were like Janet Jackson. Yeah, you know, or, nice, or, Lauren, nice. Yeah, Lauren Hill or, you know, or, or just, you know, just um, people, are, you know, that were just kind of a little bit more offbeat, you know, like. I don't know, like characters like John Hawks is a great character actor to me that I've always really enjoyed. So it was tough growing up. I think we've come a long way and I've been able to see and appreciate. And I didn't grow up with a large okay. awareness of Bollywood films. You know, I didn't watch a lot because I grew up with my uh, Polish grandparents. So I'd see some I'd seen some Bollywood films, but I, I knew of their um, their power and influence and and all, all the all the superheroes in that part of the world. But in, in America, Growing up, we just didn't have a lot of um, okay. actors uh, that I could see on a regular basis, especially on TV. So I definitely tor- turned towards more like you know Dave Chappelle and and people like that, the people of color that I thought nice. were really interesting and um, people that were the, some of the people that I identified with. Okay, and what do you think of the representation now? Um, whom do you think kind of takes the stage right now when you think about South Asian representation apart from you? It, it has come a long way and I feel very excited in some ways by um, this movement. You know, uh, about a month ago, I was fortunate to be hosting an event in New York at the Lincoln Center called Chabash, okay. which was the entire week was focused on South Asian theater, new works and development. And it, the range, it ranged from musical theater 
performances to uh, a band called Bombay Ricky, which was this operatic surf noir band. Operatic surf noir. Wow. Which was really cool. And then there was also like amazing comedians. There was a comedian named Alangan Mitra, who was a comedian from The Daily Show. Uh, oh, wow, nice. Uh, there was um, just so many tremendous artists who were like um, doing new works in the South Asian theater community. And I think for all of us, it felt really, really exciting. Uh, Natasha Sinha, who was one of the programmers there, put together this night. And there was, um, you know, it was directed by this uh, this man named Zai, who is the, uh, the I believe, the uh, Hamilton uh, National Tour director right now, who's another oh, wow. director of South Asian descent. And mm-hmm. my friend Parvesh Chin and I were so inspired by the night because it was it, it felt like something that wasn't possible. I mean, it was possible, I should say. But I don't know if it would have happened 20 years ago. And to see it happen now feels really exciting because I think it's proof that there is so much talent out there in the South Asian theater community. And there are people doing really inspiring, good work. And I'm just excited to see some more of these stories being told. And that's just in the theater world, which I think is it's important there. And then in terms of film and television, that's also, I think there's there's a, a little bit of a, a momentum. There's some momentum right now. And, and I hope we keep pushing, you know, with... With people like you know, obviously like Priyanka Chopra, Mindy Kaling, and um, and you know some some of these folks doing great stuff, and um, I, I'm just excited for for uh, the the next wave and more of this, and also so we can kind of continue exploring diversity within diversity, so we don't have to all be one thing. Yes, it is really nice to see so much South Asian representation in commercial media now. It's about time, seriously. Yes. Anyway, so let's switch gears a bit and move on to the next question. Danny, you recently visited Comic-Con. What was that like? And can you please share your craziest fan story with us? Okay, so yes, Um, there's been a lot. You know, I've been to Comic-Con a few times now, and it's so incredible, and it's very overwhelming. It is a feast for the senses. (laughs) I can imagine. uh, You're walking down a street, and you obviously see people dressed up as stormtroopers, but then also occasionally you'll see someone dressed up as you, and a character you've played on a TV show that you were on. Oh and my gosh, that's so trippy. It's just incredible because it's it's this this wonderful place where I think people feel free to express themselves in, in a fun pop culture way. So it's cool. It is overwhelming. Um, but every time I go there, I think that like it's a nice reminder how your work does resonate with the outside world. And and sometimes I'm just like, you know, sitting on my laptop in in my bedroom hiding to make sure, you know, that the UV rays don't, don't burn me too much. And, uh, and I realized like, oh, this is really cool to see something that you've done, Mm. connect with someone, um, you know, in a very personal way, make them feel like they're not alone. So that's what Comic-Con is to me. It feels like a great place to, to feel connected to people who maybe have felt like outsiders in some way. I think we all have that, a tendency to, to feel that I have, I felt that. And I think it's a reminder that we're not, alone and it's okay to to like to like things <laughs> you know and to really really be passionate about things it's kind of fun to see that so in terms of strange experiences they happen all the time at comic-con you know you'll be walking down the street and i saw i walked past samuel jackson at Comic-Con and his bodyguard and samuel jackson's bodyguard came up to me at the elevator and he's just like dude I am a huge fan, man. I'm a huge fan. Uh, yes. I was like looking at Samuel Jackson kind of getting into an elevator and I'm like, you need to go watch Samuel Jackson. <laughs> oh my God. That is so amazing. But he's like, I, 
I'm a fan of you. And I'm like, oh, that was exciting. So Samuel Jackson's bodyguard took his eyes off Samuel Jackson for me. I appreciate that. Sorry, Samuel Jackson. Hope you're okay. <laughs> my God, I love this. That is so cool. Um, you know, so you'll be like walking on the street and you'll see, you know, you'll see people like that. And, you know, you just, you get, you'll see the cast of Game of Thrones. Oh my gosh, uh, yes. Um, you know, and, and to me, just seeing all these people who I'm fans of, that to me is the other thing. It's such a, I'm a huge fan of so many people. And last year I got to present at the Comic Book Award. And I got to give an award to this comic book called Saga, which is like my favorite ongoing comic right now. And oh my um, god, that is one of my favorite comics. It's so beautiful. It's so well good. Written. And so to be able to like do things like that, where I'm presenting an award to to a book that I'm reading right now that mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear what happens next. You know, in, in the war between the wreaths and the horns, it's just it's so exciting. So I think that's what it is. It's a chance for me to feel like I'm in the middle. A fan, to be like appreciated and reminded that the work you do does touch people's lives and also to be a fan and geek out at people like Samuel L. Jackson's bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is, that is a very, very cool fan story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Okay, so next question. Um, we saw that some time ago you tweeted to Hari Kondabolu, who is a well-known Indian-American comedian, mm-hmm. uh, about participating in his Maybe One Day Mango Talk podcast. Can you please share a fun mango memory with us? Absolutely. Um, well, let me see here. I mean, I love Hari, first of all. I love what he does. I think he's so funny and smart. And I was lucky because he got to uh, host a Q&A of Tiger Hunter in New York when we uh, screened the film there. And, oh, um, nice. And so I, I just I love I I love his voice and I love hearing more um, uh, of his material. So that's Hari. And then in terms of like Mango Talk, yeah, I think we we I I love this special about mangoes too because as I was I love mangoes Woo! all mangoes yeah. so much and I'm a huge fan of chili mangoes like just chili like on mangoes and you find it a lot here in LA, like people sell them with chili pepper on them, which I love. Okay. Are you referring to the uh, Mexican mangoes that you get uh, in LA? It is. It is. But it's, it's, oh, it's so good. Anyways, I was talking, so I was talking to my dad about mangoes. um, (laughs) And I asked him after I watched the thing with Hari, I was like, do you just like love mangoes? Like, I need to know your mango story, dad. And he, he basically told me he used to because uh, he grew up, there was mangoes in his yard, right? There's mangoes in his yard, not predation. So they would go outside and and um, collect as many as they could, right? And um, in particular, he said, he's like, you don't like, basically, you don't know the mangoes that you have here, unlike the mangoes in, in India. And I was like, well, what, what's the difference between the mangoes here and the mangoes in India? And I'm like, well, we get the Mexican ones and occasionally we'll get like, the Thai ones or Philippine ones and the Filipino ones are really good too, by the way. Mm, yeah, they're delicious. Um, but mm. my dad's favorite, obviously are Indian, but he was like, my favorite mango is, this, is the sour mango, which I haven't had. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, what is a sour mango? And he's like, you put like salt on it or something like that. Oh, and yeah. Kachikevi. It's like street food. Have you eaten this before? No, I haven't tried it yet. So that's why I've been like, I've been, now I've been on a hunt for this mango. So everywhere I go, I'm asking for, sour bitter mangoes and everyone is like mm-hmm. we don't have those here why would you want that so i kind of feel like everywhere i'm going i'm looking for like mm-hmm. a, a mystery mango but no one has the mango that i need here in america so i need someone from Andhra pradesh to send me that sour mango what is it called kachi kairi kairi means mango, mango. and kachi means like raw like not ripe 
unripe. Yeah, it has a very unique, bitter flavor to it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, next time you go to the store, tell them that I want a So, yeah, so I went into this. Uh, so I have like an Indian uh, spice um, and restaurant not far from my house, Spiceland. And, oh, nice. and I go in there and they have a lot of really great South Asian, uh, South Indian specific foods. And, and I was like, do you have any like raw sour? And they're like, why would you want raw mango? They're like, and they kept trying to give me these super ripe mangoes. I'm like, you don't understand. I want the raw ones, but I think that they think that I don't have like flavor or I'm traveling somewhere and I'm going to ripen it. Everyone thinks I'm mad. Maybe we can send you like a pickle of raw mango. Yeah, courtesy of Just Keep Up. Yeah, so the story is that I'm on the hunt for the rawest mango. <laughs> um, and I will drink any mango lassi I see anywhere. <laughs> yes. Mango lassi is just divine. I cannot argue with that. <laughs> All right. So next question. Um, Dan Harmon, who is the writer and creator of the TV show community that you were on and is also the writer and creator of, that, of the wildly popular uh, animated series Rick and Morty, has kind of confirmed maybe that the rumors that there might be a community film in the near future. Is there anything that you could share with us? Uh we're hoping <laughs> my fingers fingers are crossed my toes are crossed i can't actually cross them but if i could they would be crossed <laughs> but uh, i think we're all excited about that I, I can't speak for everybody but i am definitely and um you know i ran into dan actually at last year's comic con and we talked about it and um it's just i think a lot of it is, is a matter of timing you know dan's working obviously on his show rick and morty which is super successful and, and also just won the emmy for outstanding animated series mm -hmm. yeah so everyone has been like working which is really wonderful and i think we're all grateful for that and i think it's just a matter of like finding that right moment where everyone has a, a break but also you know where dan and everyone feels like it's the right time to do it i do feel like we've been so lucky and fortunate that the community audience like so many people come up to me every day and are like, I just started watching Community, which is awesome uh, because I feel like it's like this, mm -hmm. I like to tell people, it's this great little treasure that exists, uh, you know, on Hulu or wherever you are, it, it, depending on your streaming platform. It's sitting there like, and you know, I haven't let my kids watch it yet, but I'm so excited for them to see how embarrassing I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Aww. and so um, it's proof to me though that there is an audience though that is excited about it potentially and and I just do feel like, um, you know, there's 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 so much uh, I guess there's so many different ways that we can go with it. But Dan is such an incredible writer and the cast is so great and brilliant. And everyone is, is so I'm just so uh, excited by everybody and what they're doing, all their different journeys that they're going on. So um, I'm looking forward to it when it happens. Uh, it'll be like a little reunion and. You know, and um, yeah. and I guess it just depends on, on the right time. And hopefully, you know, uh, Dan finds a few months where he can um, lock himself into a room and, and write some good, fun Greendale adventures. You know, I really, really <laughs> hope that the movie happens because I'm a huge fan. I remember when the show first came out, I was just so excited to see a major role given to a brown mm -hmm. actor on such a, you know, wide commercial platform. Like, it was, this TV show is huge. It has a huge... Um, cult following and it was just so nice to see a character on there that was brown and awkward and nerdy just like me because I'm brown and awkward and nerdy <laughs> so I could just relate to your character so much so you know your character was very special for me and to plenty of our listeners yeah. as well I'm sure thank you yeah 
So um, we know that you've been really busy lately. Uh, you just snagged the lead role in your new movie, Baby Splitters. Uh, can you tell us a little about the movie and what your fans can look forward to? Yeah, so I'm very excited about that. We just uh, we just finished up filming this summer. And Yay. in the movie, um, Emily Chang and I, she's great. I'm so excited because it's an Asian-American couple. Uh you know, as the, as the leads in this film, and there's another nice. couple too, um, Eddie Alfano and Mayada Walsh, um, who are also incredible. They're um, us four decide that each of us don't doesn't really want the to bear the responsibility of having a child on our own, so we decide to split a baby. Oh my! Uh, and <laughs> obviously, the plan does not go uh, the the way it was intended. And um, it's a very fun film, written by Sam Friedlander and directed by him. And it's a very small movie, you know, and, and that's, I think, the thing, too. I'm a huge fan of independent film because I think, for, especially for underrepresented communities, it's very hard to break through the studio system. And I know for me personally, all my um, roles um, in, in the film world, a lot of them have come through the indie films. You know, it's through through smaller films and directors and people who are uh, to, willing to take a chance, you know, a little bit more and also kind of explore different storytelling. So hmm. I'm excited about that. Um, and I'm excited because it gives us a chance to, to really work, to, to do some work and, and um, you know, give us a chance to sort of hmm. put ourselves out there in a different way. Um, tonally, the film is very different. Um, I think I would compare it to something like Band-Aid, this okay. film that came out a few years ago um, about a breakup. But uh, I love personally these smaller stories that are a little offbeat. And in the film, I get a chance to play someone who's really trying to figure out, come to terms with that transition from being a single guy with all the freedom in the world to having to make decisions for a family to also really mm -hmm. trying to figure out where I'm at in life, work. And it's that to me is always is interesting because that's where I feel like I am right now in my life. You know, I'm, I am a father. I do have kids. And, mm. you know, I am in this sort of transition of like, what do I do now with my life creatively, but also trying to find balance with family mm. and life and also, you know, how I fit into the world. And I think it's like it's uh, it's one of those it's it's one of those great sort of like it syncs up with my current life in some ways. So, yeah. And how do you balance, you know, having being a dad of twins, uh, yeah. you know, your work life? How do you strike a balance? Yeah, as an actor with such a busy schedule, what is life like being a full-time dad with twins? Oh, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> it's unsuccessful most of the time. <laughs> it's, no, it's, oh, uh, it's a constant uh, reassessing. And I think that's the challenge is the challenge is... is is uh, integrating, you know, your your professional life with your personal life and and also making sure you leave a little bit of room at the end of the day for yourself and your family, you know. And so I think that's that's where it's at. It's every day is different. I'm so blessed. I love my kids so much. They just started first grade. Mm -hmm. They're hilarious. They're so there's they're just so wonderful. I got to go read a story to my kids class uh, the other day mm -hmm. and I read a book called Oliver about the second tallest tree in the world, which is a really wonderful book. And I love tongue twisters. So I read a book of tongue twisters. Mm -hmm. And in the book, there was a word, uh, the word quarrelsome uh, was in the book. And I asked if anybody knew what quarrelsome meant. And the first child said, it's a rock that grows underwater. And I said, oh, that's, that's coral. Very good. 
<laughs> some means. And then the second child said, it's that thing off of Australia that's going to disappear. And I said, okay, wow, these kids have, are studying coral. <laughs> uh, um, you know, and it, it's a great time right now, this age. My kids are asking a lot of questions. I just got to pull out my son's tooth, and that felt great. Oh, no, ouch. Lost his tooth. Um, my daughter loves mangoes more than anybody I've ever met. So that's exciting. We have that in common. <laughs> Hell yes. And, Woo. um, they're adorable. So I, it's, it's nice. Cause I do feel like I'm a kid again with them. Uh, and I also feel like, wow, I have so much to learn when they ask me questions about the world and I have no answer for them. <laughs> yeah. Kids can be so inquisitive. Thank you for sharing those stories. So lastly, before we jump into our fan questions, we have one more question for you. Um, in addition to the projects we mentioned, and of course, DuckTales, what are some future projects we can look forward to from you? Okay, um, I'm doing, I, I just did a movie called Good Girls, um, which should be out sometime this fall for Warner Brothers. Um, so it's premiering at the Los Angeles Film Festival. Um, and, um, beyond that, I'm, I'm working on some more theater. Specifically, I'm working on developing some more solo material, mm. uh, based on my relationship with, uh, my family and my dad in particular. So that's something I'm working on in, uh, mm. television development as well. Sort of the okay. story of like, um, me and my dad. So it's, okay. it's, uh, that's, that's what I'm working on. And I don't know when that will be out or anything, but I'm very excited by it and, and looking forward to it. Oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds so special and, and very, very exciting. Nice. Really look forward to that. So now we want to jump into asking you some fan questions. Uh, yeah. We put up a notice that you were going to be on Chisky Pop. So we had a bunch of our listeners send in their questions and we picked like three of our favorite. So we're just going to go ahead and ask those to you right now. Oh, great. So cool. first question, what can we do as fans and consumers to better support South Asians and people of color on screen? I think that we've done a really good job with that of late by supporting each other on Twitter, social media, and also just showing up at the box office. I think Crazy um, Crazy Rich Asians is a very good example of that. And, and I think with Tiger Hunter, too, we had a lot mm -hmm. of media um, and articles um, you know, talking about the importance of it, um, and just kind of getting the word out. I think getting the word out is, is, is the first step. It's just letting people know that we exist so that we can continue to remind people that, um, that we are out there. And, uh, so there's less excuses to, to not cast us. That's the main thing. I think that's, that's great. Um, and so, yeah, and then just showing up to film festivals is where I also like to encourage people. Mm. There's some tremendous Asian American film festivals and, um, specifically like cam is one in San Francisco that was where tiger hunter premiered. And it is a wonderful, wonderful film festival. And we also played at other great film festivals like the Philadelphia Asian American film festival and, um, IFLA, which is the Indian film mm. festival in Los Angeles. And, um, you, there's, there's just many of these where I feel like the more support that comes out to see films there and the independent films, especially, um, that helps us all build in a way. I think it's all about um, building um, building sort of the the organization and also the the support base, you know. And um, a lot of times you need to do three to four independent films before the studio system is, you know, sort of aware almost in a way of that there's these things happening, you know, um, and that there's an audience for it. So I think that 
I'm, I'm encouraged by that, but I would continue uh, to just ask people to do what they've been doing and, and thank you for your support and in whatever way you can support, whether it's coming out to the box office, going to a film festival or retweeting uh, a post about a new film coming out. Um, that all helps. Yes. Go to those film festivals, you know, support your um, community film and theater and art as much as you can. So, yeah. Um, now, next fan question. What would your dream role be and what do you feel you would bring to it? Ooh, that's good. Uh, let's see here. I mean, besides Batman, obviously, I feel like I could, I could be Batman. I would like to be Batman. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. You're so good at doing the Batman voice. Yeah, I could definitely do the voice. I also <laughs> feel like, you know, I have been uh, training for marathons. And so I feel like I would be, I would bring a level of endurance to Batman that maybe previously we haven't seen before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd be excited by that, but I've been thinking more about playing a, a sort of, um, a villain of some sort, you know? And I think that, Ooh, a villain. Um, How interesting. I think I'm excited about, you know, for instance, with, with baby splitters, this film that I saw that I just did this summer, um, more nuance with with characters and characters that I I play too, especially characters that aren't perfect, characters that are imperfect, characters that get to do do things that maybe we haven't seen before and maybe that I haven't worked on before. So um, specifically, I'd like to play a flawed character, someone who maybe makes some poor choices, um, but and somehow has to to redeem himself. So um, there's a what is it called that movie with. Um, um, it's like the, uh, with, um, Michael Douglas, where he goes on that one day, he has a bad day and he kind of keeps going from place to place. Oh yeah. I know which movie you're talking about. I can't remember the name. I just know that he kind of snaps in the middle and then just goes berserk and, and mm -hmm. kind of loses it. Yeah. I'm losing, I'm Googling it right now. Falling down. That kind of movie. I think I would love to be like, have that type of role. Um, uh, or I would just like simply like to be part of the Dothraki in Game of Thrones. Please put me <laughs> Thrones. Yes. Oh my God. That would be awesome. I would just be like, oh my God, is that Danny Buddy behind Daenerys? Yeah. What the? Yeah, please just give me near a dragon and Daenerys and I'm good. <laughs> okay. So the final question, fan question, uh, which actor or actors do you admire and why? Which actor do I admire and why? Well, this is good. This is, it's hard to do just one, isn't it? Or actors, you know? Yeah. I think I said before, I really like, um, um, John Hawks. Um, I think everything I've seen him in, um, I've really just enjoyed, I think I've just really enjoyed him. Um, I think Irfan Khan um, is... Oh my gosh, yes. He is just amazing. Every time I see him in something, I just feel like, mm. I don't know, moved by his work. Um, I just feel, I don't know, I just feel so so moved by his work. Um, there is a great... Um, I, I'm, I'm drawn to a lot of British television. Oh, nice. So, I would say in terms of like creators and stuff, there's a great show called Fleabag that I enjoyed. Um, that I don't know if anyone's you've heard of it or seen it. No, uh, I have not but heard of it. I just that I one. highly enjoyed it. And uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge is the creator of that and actor in it. And she I think she wrote it. And I just I just loved it. And and then anything that MIA does, I'm always inspired mm -hmm. by. I don't know. I think she just she's just very interesting to me. Yes, we love MIA here yeah. at Just Keep Up. 
All right, Danny. Well, that is it for our fan questions. So now we're going to jump into a more rapid fire round question uh, session. So basically what's going to happen is we're going to ask you some very, very quick questions, quick fire questions, and you just have to reply back with one word or one sentence answers. Okay. All right. So the first one, what song do you have to sing along to when you hear it? Oh, two. Uh, Can't Take My Eyes Off of You, Lauren Hill, and Freedom, George Michael. <laughs> yes. Okay, so what terrible movie do you love? National Treasure. I would argue it's not terrible either. I think it's a great movie. I'd love to play uh, Benjamin uh, Franklin Gates someday. That's another movie role I'd like to have. <laughs> so, okay. Okay, what is the one thing you wish you knew when you were younger? It's okay to be scared. Ooh, yeah, that's a good mm. one. Okay, so what is the one thing you can't live without? Coffee. I should take I take it back because my family's going to listen. My family, then coffee. <laughs> uh, in a biographical film of your life, who would you like to play you? Me. Perfect. Why not, eh? <laughs> okay, so Priyanka Chopra, David Tennant, Kanye West, and Taylor Swift are coming for dinner. What is on the menu? Candles. We definitely we're not eating them, but we're we're putting lighting some candles to kind of we're dim <laughs> dimly lighting. <laughs> yes, um, of course. We're starting with a really nice salad, something light. We're gonna have some samosas, Ooh, um, and um, then we're probably gonna have some mango lassi. And with a mango, perfect. Oh, then I guess we have to also have a you know a bottle of scotch or something like that. Yeah, we'll have some scotch for David Tennant. Oh yeah, of course you have to. Okay, so next question. If you could time warp yourself into any point in history, when would it be and who would you want to hang out with? Oh, this is a really tough one. Uh, okay, so I think I've always been a fan of the, um, of curious about the Library of Alexandria in Egypt and just wondering what happened to it and why, like just this idea of this really beautiful structure in Egypt where there were all these scrolls that just disappeared. So I would like to be in the middle of the library of Alexandria, hmm. just mm -hmm. being able to like, and by this is, this is assuming I could read in Greek and um, Arabic and whatever other languages are on parchment at that time. That's right. So cool. um, So that's one. Um, also put me somewhere in the Pax Romana, anytime the peace of Rome, I, my people, I don't know. I don't know how much I would thrive in, in a lot of unsafe times based on the color of my skin and, and my general frailty. So there's that. And then also I think maybe put me in class with like Aristotle, Plato, just the fact that those people were like together, um, student, teacher, Plato teaching Aristotle. I just want to be around for that conversation. Yeah, of course. Keep yourself around good company. All right. So tell us a fact about yourself. Not many people are aware of. I about myself that I, sometimes I go and get my hair shampooed and I don't get my haircut and I just go get my hair shampooed at, at hair salons as a treat to myself. And, oh, I love it. and it's the best treat of all time just cause I really like a scalp massage. And <laughs> so oh if, God, yeah, if yes. you're looking to, to, to rob me, all you got to do is give me a scalp massage and <laughs> I, I am basically I'm immobile. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Mm. So what's the most, useless talent you have <laughs> the most useless talent i have is i can recite polish poems what can you say something for us right now sure okay well wow that, that was really really good definitely <laughs> not something that i expected and useless so <laughs> <laughs> okay next question um recommend a book to us Ooh. um Let's see here. Uh, Saga is the ongoing comic uh, Ooh, yes, that I'm reading right. right now, which I would just highly recommend. Mm. I just love it. I love it. I think it's so good. It's definitely adult for adults. 
Um, a super sad book that I recently read that I thought was really wonderful. It was called A Little Life. Those are the two I think right now I would okay. say that I've, I've recently finished. Oh, and I'm reading this book called um, Mindset. That's really good too. So are you a morning person or a night owl? Sometimes morning, sometimes night. I used to be all night, but now with kids, I have to be mornings because otherwise I get punched in the face at six <laughs> in the morning. Oh my gosh. Fatherhood. Yay. <laughs> all right. Um, so what is your favorite pizza topping mushrooms oh yeah me too okay cats or dogs cats only because i'm allergic to dogs but if i wasn't allergic then dogs <laughs> all right finally our final quick fire question what is your life motto my life motto um i frequently think of my grandpa's advice to me he always would say this thing to me in polish he would say which means whatever you do, do it to the best of your ability, mm, um, okay. which, which I like. Um, but I, I also kind of feel like sometimes there's stuff that you might not have fun doing. And it's, I always try to have fun, find the fun in what I'm doing. Yes. I love I think, it. I think that to me, feels right to mm. me. Um, some things might not be fun, but I try to find the fun in it. So, um, and that's whether it's, just being curious about it or just thinking about what I'm going to learn from it. I think it's, that's, that to me is, is it like really just being curious about, about things. Awesome. What a wonderful note to end on. Yeah. Thank you so much, Danny, for being here on our show. Just keep up. You have no idea. You have made our, our year. This is such a big deal for us. So we're so, oh. so excited that you came on our show and you answered all our silly questions. Really, thank you for doing this. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to go hunt for more raw mangoes. <laughs> oh my gosh, hell yeah. And to our listeners, uh, remember to keep an eye out for Danny Pudi's new movie that will be coming out soon called Baby Splitters. Um, we'll definitely be looking forward to that one. I can't wait to see it. And again, thank you so much, Danny, for being on the show. We are just truly excited and fangirling and just so, so happy that you have come here and graced us with your awesome presence. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Good luck with everything all. And thanks for having me on. I appreciate that. There you have it, listeners. That was our interview with actor, comedian, Danny Puddy. How exciting. I can't believe we just did that. Oh, my God. He was so much fun to talk to. I had it, such a blast. He is... Apart from that, he's just so nice. He is so nice and so funny, like you said. Yeah. And so for our listeners who may have not seen the community series yet, you can actually stream the entire thing on Hulu, or you can even buy the seasons off of iTunes or Amazon Prime as well. Yeah. So do check that out. And also not to forget his upcoming film, Baby Splitters, which is currently in pre-production. Yeah, I can't wait for Baby Splitters. Yeah, we're going to talk about the movie when it comes out. Yeah. So you you can also follow Danny Puddy on Twitter. It's just his name at D-A-N-N-Y-P-U-D-I. Yes. And yeah. So I think that's it, folks, for our episode this week. And we will be in October Halloween season and Diwali. 
Diwali season. <laughs> oh, and I also hope our listeners had a very good Ganesh Chaturthi, which happened last week. Hope everyone ate a lot of good food. And eating modak. Oh, oh my God, modaks. Oh God, my mouth is salivating now. Uh, yeah, my mom made some churma laddu. So. Yes, yes, Papu. <laughs> why don't you just rub it in? Tell us about all the delicious desserts that your mom made for you. You better think of me every time you take a bite. You know that, right? I will. I will. I do that. Damn I... straight. Anyway, guys, um, that is it for our episode. So we will see all of you in two weeks for our Ajka Kabutar, aka today's Pigeon News, where we will be covering pop culture and news. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. And yeah, everybody take care. Have a wonderful September and we will yeah. see you in October. All right. Bye. Bye. Papu, the other half of Chuski Bob. If you like what you hear, then give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Listen to us on your favorite podcast app anywhere in the world. And for just a donation of one US dollar a month, you can subscribe to us on Patreon and you can get access to exclusive offers, discount, uncensored episodes, and much more. And you can also read our rants and daily gans on chiskipop.com. Perfect, excellent, wonderful. Chalo, die. Arjun, Nakul, jaldi aao, nashta lagya hai. Bhabi, bhago. फिर शुरू हो गए तुम भाभी चलो बैठो कमाल की भूख लगी है भाभी सही वक्त पे बुला लिया आपने हमें लो खा भाभी जलेबी कहा है अरे वाह इतनी प्यार से बनाई है इतनी आसानी से थोड़ी मिल जाएगी सबर करो अभी ले आई सुबह सुबह जलेबी खा रहा मोटा नहीं होगा तो क्या होगा भैया खाना तो ठीक से खाया करो क्या भैसे की तरह आवाजें निकाल रहे हो भैसे की तरह अच्छा तू मुझे सिखाएगा खाना कैसे खाया जाता छोटा होकर बड़े को सिखाता अरे वाह इसमें छोटे बड़े की क्या बात है भैया खाना खाते वक्त आवाज करना बदतमीजी होती है क्या तूने मुझे बदतमीज कहा आप लोग नाश्ते के टेबल पर बैठे हो या मैदानी जंग में ये कह रहा था कि मैं वैसे की तरह खाना खाता हूँ भैया आप झूठ बोल रहे हैं भाभी मैं ऐसे कह सकता हूँ मैंने तो सिर्फ इतना ही कहा कि खाना खाते वक्त आवाज करना बदतमीजी खामोशी से खाते हो या खोले हम जादू की पुड़िया जादू की पुड़िया नहीं समझे अजीत सुनिए भैया